Alright, three, two, one. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Nurse Stuff with Ian 2.0 podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ian. And today's podcast, I actually want to do something a little different. And I want to do this, and I feel like I've been thinking about this for a while, and I think for anybody who listened to the Green Lantern Earth 1 podcast when I talked about that, you guys heard when I talked about, like, oh, what would I do with John Stu? What would I do? Would I have John Stewart taken over? Or who? what would I do? And I started kind of giving, like, the idea of, like, where would I take this story from here? So I decided I would actually expand upon that concept, but I would actually take it one further. And to me, I thought, I was like, you know what? Who's one character I feel like? Is a perfect character that can be easily written, but consistently deals with issues of just not, you know, having bad continuity, and at the end of the day, just isn't getting the sales that I feel like the character could get or should get, and the popularity and the respect the character does deserve. And the character I'm going to go with, and I figure this is probably going to be the one character I feel like has had in his past until Enter the Spider-Verse, until Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. Even then, kind of still a little murky with some stuff. The character of Miles Morales. And the reason why I'm picking him isn't because, you know, oh, well, there, he's, you know, he's essentially the Afro-Latino Spider-Man. You know, he's just another color power chain or color palette change of Peter Parker. And to me, I when I think about his character and I see what can truly be done with it, I figured he's the one character I feel like that honestly has a lot to be done with. Just unfortunately writing wise, has writing wise and continuity wise has never truly been able to, at least in the main 616 universe, never truly been able to really and truly, you know, have a great story and feel like he's his own character and not feel like he's in the shadow of Peter Parker's Spider-Man, never feeling like he is, and all intents and purposes, he's Black Spider-Man. And... To me, I felt like this was a, a good time to kind of go forward and do it. Because I was like, you know what? I batted around. So let me kind of see what I would do with the character. And how how would I write it? What would be my giant arc? What would I do? And I'm going to go with two perspectives at the beginning of this. How, where I'm going to pull a lot of my stuff from and I'll just... I'm going to, it's just all stuff that's happened with Miles Morales as a character and everything else that's kind of built into it so far. So, from media like, you know, Spider Man to the Spider Verse, how he was portrayed in that, and the Into the Spider Verse movie, to how he's portrayed in Ultimate Spider Man, the comic book run, to how he's being handled within the main 616 universe, and even in this Marvel Spider Man game. So. The two ways I'm gonna, I'm gonna at first, and I'm just gonna go from there. So let me start off with this. So within 
if I'm going to go from the main 616 universe with what Miles is dealing with, first thing I have to do is I have to establish that, and this is just blatantly out there, the continuity errors that deal with a lot of his character, he was very much shoehorned and not properly retconned at all. And it's, I don't think it's not due to the character not, I feel like, having great backstory, but because they wanted to continue what the original writers of of Brian Michael Bendis and artist Sarah Pacelli started with his character. They didn't know, you know, Brian Michael Bendis, he signed an exclusive deal with DC and he left. And thus, the story that he had for Miles, in a lot of ways, truly never kind of got to get fixed or redone or anything. And with the Secret Wars of 2015, that truly also mucked up a lot. Because that was supposed to be the big reboot for Marvel, and that didn't really happen. This is kind of giving you guys context. So, let's start off with 616. So, if I'm going to go with what's happened now, where after Secret Wars, Miles has gone in, you know, after being one of the hero, being among the heroes that survived the eight-year-being-asleep moment within Secret Wars, you know, and having history written where he's made put in the main 616 universe and having his family come back because of Molecule Man, because he became friends with him. We'll start off with that, and then I'm going to do similar to what he had if I was going to do Fresh Start. This way, we kind of both will end up going the same way, but this way... In case somebody's like, oh, we'll try and do it with main continuity. I'm going to knock out both. So, main continuity-wise, I would have him deal with, realistically, straight out. You know, him, you know, he's Spider-Man. He's a member of the champions. He's dealing with currently, you know, the young heroes. They're not being respected enough right now. They're being looked at as they're too young to be heroes. They're too young to be vigilantes. They're stopping them from HR, which is kind of like, a little quote-unquote what they're kind of doing right now in the, with Miles Morales. A lot of stuff that they've currently developed, especially within Champions, since that's been since disbanded after Civil War II and everything that's happened. So, I'd have where Miles deals with the fact that he knows the truth and kind of treat him a little bit like Barry Allen, in a sense, where he's got knowledge of another timeline, but he has to come to accept the timeline he's in. To understand the things he made, ultimately, he has to live with. And kind of, in a way, I guess, kind of give him a little bit of PTSD while also truly allowing the character to go on and move forward. I would have where, you know, Miles deals with that. You know, he's been constantly dealing with it. You know, nobody else knows about what happened. Very, or if not very few people, it's not very widely known. I'd have where, within that, I'd have where Molecule Man had erased a lot of memories. And some of the few that truly do remember, particularly Miles Morales, you know, and maybe Reed Richards, I don't know. I haven't really thought ridiculously far into it. I would let that happen where... Only a select truly know about what Miles was, what Miles did with Molecule Man, and what Molecule Man was able to do when changing the universe. 
which essentially gave Miles a second chance at having his family again. Second chance at being happy. And Miles truly takes advantage of it. I will also mark out and fix up the, uh, I guess, clone conspiracy where the Prowler, a.k.a. or Aaron Cash, a.k.a. the Prowler, a.k.a. Miles Morales' uncle, he ended up dying and coming back and dealing with a bunch of stuff that kind of came with clone conspiracy. So completely clear that out for anybody. So I'm going to knock that off. So like that just truly never happened in certain aspects. So have where Miles is dealing with that. Very much dealing with the fact that he has these memories from another timeline of where he feels guilty because he truly got happiness. In a certain way, he got a reset. And have that kind of affect him. And have where a lot of the outside world, like, they're looking at him. And, you know, him and the champions, they're being looked down upon and not respected. Now that because they're, quote-unquote, teenage vigilantes, kind of like what Spider-Man was when he started off. You know, not allowing him to truly, you know, be a hero. Now, I will play with that a little bit. I'll also play with the fact that I'm going to rework some history in it and have where Miles decides that, you know, since he can't be Spider-Man, he can't be in the outfit he has, and with, realistically, I'll have where Prowler is dead or he did die by the Jackal, kind of, Going with the events of Clone Conspiracy, but having where, you know, Aaron Cash does die. I guess instead of having it be, at least for the one time, have it be because of the Jackal. Build up a story there for Miles. Have where the Jackal looks at Miles as a chance to, I guess, create a new, I guess brainwash a Spider-Man to make his own, to truly Miles Warren, a.k.a. the Jackal, who was obsessed with Gwen Stacy, who Peter Parker had a thing for with Gwen Stacy, and they had a conflict. Miles Warren was a mad scientist who was obsessed with her. Kind of playing that story out. So, we're kind of playing it up, and... Have where Miles goes, well, I need to be something. He's like, I can't just sit idly by. You know, Peter's kind of gone the concept of saying, like, you know, with the champions being gone, you can't be Spider-Man. You know, and realistically, maybe they're right. Maybe you should just be a teenage kid. Maybe you should just, you know, be a teenager and let Miles kind of retire a little bit. And let Miles, up to that point, kind of him be a little frustrated. But also being like, being and seeing that, you know, Spider-Man's still just as popular as ever. But look at it as Peter Parker is saying the right things, but he looks at it as Peter, in a lot of ways, kind of wants the glory for himself. That maybe he, you know, is kind of a little bit jealous. Build that into it. Where he's always, you know, with Miles, he's never truly felt like he's his own character. He's always heard, oh, well, he's the black Spider-Man. He's always heard something else. He's never been considered Spider-Man. He's never been considered his own character. 
build that into there. You know, really put that as a forefront of something that's in there. As an acknowledgement of, yeah, there are fans out there that have said that. While also at the same time, playing that into the story. Making that something that allows this character to develop. So, playing that in and have where, you know, Miles goes through and he's more or less retired. He's He still trains with Peter, but he is, in all intensive purposes, and meanwhile, all the same stuff you saw in Spider-Man and Spider-Verse and stuff like that still more or less happened. You know, he got spit by the spider. His all stuff, like I said, his old continuity still falls forward. His Peter died. All sorts of craziness to have with, with it. Mind you, this is kind of like a quicker way to get continuity corrected in certain aspects and fix certain things that should have not happened for him. This is just for the main 616 until I go with the other half. So, with the main 616, I would, within that, have where Miles, you know, he just lives a normal life. Like I said, still trains with Peter, still... You know, keeps up with his training, everything like that, and really still being as, you know, good as he can be as Spider-Man. He doesn't, because he knows at the end of the day, if he doesn't train his powers, even if he's trying to just be a teenager, he still needs to know his powers are developing and to still use them. You know, Peter's not telling him to not use them, and the government's not telling him not to, but at the end of the day, he needs to get better with them. And that's what Peter does for him. While Miles, in a lot of ways, he's jealous of the fact that Peter's able to be Spider-Man. He's able, he's getting all the fame. He's you know, you know, out there, his fame's skyrocketing higher than it's ever has, and he's seeing it. And Miles, in a lot of ways, he's jealous of that, and it eats at him. So Miles ends up getting accepted to a college, university, whether in California or, or Atlanta, and I'm going to roll with the Atlanta idea and we're gonna and that's kind of where i'm gonna leave him off with the main 616 until i get all the way back up to that with the other part of the run a lot of what you're gonna see is gonna fall similar to where i got to within if this is a fresh start complete reboot so fresh start complete reboot with regards to it origin's still the same and ultimately, his character still rolls around the same, kind of like what Marvel Spider-Man did for the character. You know, where Peter, like I said, Peter still is going to have where Peter sees it and decides to train him. He's like, you're, you're similar to me. I wouldn't have where his dad or his mom died. I would have where he actually still has all his family. You know, he's been bitten by the spider. And, you know, Miles is kind of trying to... To balance it out, he's got, I would leave him with, he admires his uncle because his uncle is, you know, independent. He does what he wants and nobody can boss him around. In a lot of ways, Miles, being a young kid, he doesn't fully understand that as what his uncle Aaron Cash, a.k.a. the Prowler, is truly doing in regards to it. What he is as a character, you know, he's more or less a vigilante or a gun for hire. He does pretty much for mob boss whoever pays him he works for him and kind of plays that up so allows the character of Aaron Cash aka the Prowler 
to be significant within that. So have where Miles is, you know, still going to school. He's trying to figure out his life. He's still got both his parents around. You know, he's trying to understand where he wants to go. You know, what he feels like makes sense for him. And meanwhile, you know, he's now got these spider powers. So, of course, now his life is ten times more complicated. Now he's being trained by Spider-Man. He's going through a lot of stuff. Also, on top of that, Spider-Man's also his favorite hero. So, he has admiration and he's excited about the fact that Spider-Man's taking him under his wing. That, you know, the character, the guy, his hero, is training him. And Miles looks at that and he's just with straight excitement. You know, Peter tries to limit what Miles does because at the end of the day, he also sees the mistakes he went through as a young teenager when he became Spider-Man and tries to prevent Miles from going through similar things. You know, he still, from time to time, Miles will join him up on missions and will deal with, you know, small-time thugs and criminals, kind of treating him like a Batman-Robin kind of idea. But he never really kind of gets the big villains until later. You know, he's Peter is kind of holding him back until they come across Scorpion or some of his other bigger rogue scouting members. And Miles ends up helping him out. You know, or have aware. You know, Peter's been training Miles for a while. It's been going on six months to a year. With the with Miles, he's you know gotten better with his powers. He's more developed. Everything like that. And have where Peter's really you know like excited for him. He's like, hey, we're you know you're getting really good. Have where Peter ends up having to face off against the Sinister Six. And you know Peter's facing them off pretty well. He's still getting outmatched in a little bit of ways but it's not you know peter's kind of getting a little overrun miles comes in you know starts showing off a little bit of the training that peter's given him and just how you know he's getting used to it and truly starts you know showing that he's somebody that should be you know that should be actually out there with spider-man with peter more often than just being relegated to low to low level thugs and stuff like that so him and miles team up and they together they beat the sinister six which is doc o dr octopus vulture scorpion craven rhino and whoever else you want to throw in there it, it don't really matter just using them as a way to push it for the narrative and having where miles and peter you know they're building a, a friendship a brotherhood and you know Peter recognizes what Miles is doing, how Miles is trying to balance his life, and Peter's trying to, you know, in a lot of ways, be lenient towards it. He's being, in a lot of ways, the mentor that Miles Morales needs. He's not going through some of the same stuff until one day, you know, they run across the Prowler. And again, at this point, Miles and Peter don't know that the Prowler is actually Miles' uncle. So they, they start fighting him and all that stuff. And they end up unmasking him and stuff like that. And Miles and Peter go... Miles just stops. He's like, that's my uncle. That's my uncle Aaron. He's like, why is my uncle Aaron this way? And, you know, they, they fight it out a little bit. And all of a sudden, you know, Spider-Man's like, 
you know, they come to a standpoint, because then they, the power's not trying to kill Spider-Man, he's trying to get away. I'll lean more on the concept of, yeah, he's a vigilante for hire, and he does what he has to, but at the end of the day, he doesn't really want to kill. If not, I might lean on a little bit more on it, where, you know, actually, take that back. I'll have where Aaron is unmasked, but he's still coming at both Peter and Miles. He ends up, you know, getting the better of both of them just willingly just because he's a little bit of a better hand-to-hand combat fighter. You know, Miles is, like I said, still green under the gills. He's better, but he's green under the gills. You know, he's coming at probably the way he is, and Peter's kind of watching and trying to be smart because he's, you know, fought enough times and been trained well enough to know, like, hey, I need to, with him, I've kind of got to assess what he's doing. You know, Miles ends up getting knocked down, ends up losing his mask, and, you know, Prowler's holding in his hand, and anybody hasn't seen who's under it yet. Peter comes up and just starts taking it to Prowler, and all of a sudden, you know, Prowler manages to just kind of slip up Spider-Man real quick, kind of get a little bit better the hand-to-hand. Turns around, he sees his nephew, Miles, and he's like, Miles? What? And it shakes him up. You know, because he's like, what are you doing here? Like, what, what, what's going on? And Peter stops his track because, you know, Miles at this point, he's looked up to his uncle. You know, he looks at his uncle as, you know, somebody who can be respected. And Peter stops. Peter's like, Peter sees what Miles is going through. Miles is up, visibly upset. He sees that Aaron is upset because he's like, I, he knows Miles looks up to him. That in his eyes, he knows Miles also thinks of Aaron as a hero. And he feels bad because, you know, he, that Aaron also looks at Miles' dad, his brother, as somebody who he truly respects. And from that, and Aaron's like, he just, he just stops. He just breaks down crying and crying and just feels bad for the fact that he almost killed his own nephew and he doesn't know who Spider-Man really is. But Spider-Man, decide, with Peter, decides, he's like, do you want to make a change? You know, I see, they after Miles and Aaron have their hug out, and they truly are able to find a way to meet the middle ground, Aaron's like, I, I, I don't want to kill my nephew. I, I've got to change this. Now, we don't know who hired up the Prowler yet. And it's going to come in later in the story. So... Prowler, Aaron Cash, decides to just change his ways. He goes, I need to do something better. Yeah, I made good money, and I'm still, and he knows he's set. But he also knows he needs to, in order to set a better example for his nephew and to show his brother that he's truly changed, he needs to do the right things. And within this continuity, they've already had where they've had the Civil War-esque, or if not, they've had where... Actually, I'll kind of go Civil War-esque with what happened. You know, Spider-Man got the Iron Spider suit, stuff like that. And they decide... And Aaron's like, I cannot be the Prowler. He's like, the Prowler 
to these people out, out and about, like, he's got to die. His care, what the vigilante is, he has to die. Because, end of the day, there he's always going to be a villain in a lot of eyes. So he decides to get rid of that. And Peter's like, well, I have this suit that was made by Tony Stark. And maybe, just maybe, you might like this. You might be another spider. You'll be called the Iron Spider. But this will give you a chance to show your redemption. You know, you don't have the abilities that me and Miles have. But you will be able to be augmented enough to be able to handle fights. You have great hand-to-hand skills. And so, Aaron's like, I'll do it. You know, because he looks at the effect he had on Miles as his come-to-Jesus moment. Now, some people are like, oh, what's cliche? We're going to run with it because at the end of the day, I think that makes the most sense for the character to what I'm going to do with him. So, you know, you have where Miles, Peter, and the Prowler, they're, they're training together. They, you know, they've, they formed a group. They're able to really handle crime better because now Peter doesn't have, Peter can relax a little bit. But he can also, he feels like he's got more allies. He's got Miles who's gaining more skills and more, you know, confidence and abilities. He's also got a guy like Aaron Cash, who's now the Iron Spider, who is able to, you know, help out more. He's a guy that wants to beat Redemption. Similar to what, uh, perhaps the character of the Sandman within Mar- the Marvel uh, Flint Marco, where he truly wanted to, you know, change. So we're going to follow that kind of concept. And have where, you know, do it over 12 issues a year, whatever, have where this story takes place. You know, have where Miles is being trained by both. He's learning better. You know, he's having a better life. He feels like everything's going great. And all of a sudden, you know, they, they've, have the Prowler's death, they fake the costume, everything like that, when all of a sudden they come across the character of Tombstone. I thought about either Mr. Negative or Tombstone. And the reason why I'm choosing one of them is they're not the biggest of the regular Peter Parker Spider-Man villains. I'm going to play with them more as the... I'm trying to bolster Miles Morales's or Miles Morales's villain's rogues gallery. To play it better. Because I think those characters will be utilized better for him. Because at the end of the day, Peter's got a lot. You know, a lot. And I figured letting Miles kind of get a couple villains that were Peter's. Kind of like what Spider-Man did for Daredevil with the Kingpin. Establishing differences. And allowing villains to go from being a villain of one. Who's still a villain of one in a sense. But being more of a villain for another. So you have a character of Tombstone who, come to find out, is actually, which I'm just going to go for Tombstone for this one, is the guy that hired Aaron Cash to, originally when he was the Prowler, to steal some information. There was some genetics information he was curious about. Actually, it wasn't genetics information. It was, uh, since he was planning to do a, a heist, more or less, something, nothing too over-the-top crazy, but something that kind of lines well within his character. And that's what Aaron was hired for. 
was to get blueprints for a heist and go from there to help him out. And he gets paid for it. So, they run across Tombstone. And, you know, Tombstone is a best way to put it. I mean, he's more or less, you know, bulletproof. He's immortal. I mean, he's a pretty powerful character and one that I feel like is, I would say, well, I guess I can't really say immortal. But more or less, he's just a good character to be utilized in this particular instance. And, I mean, he's invulnerable pain, stuff like that. That's kind of like the basic gist of his character. And you have where, you know, Miles, Peter, and Aaron Cash, a.k.a. Iron Spider, which we're just going to go with Iron Spider for right now, they're going at him and his goons. And, because it's a turf war, it's between... Tombstone, Hammerhead, who's another mob boss type character, Kingpin, so on, so more, so on, so forth. And, you know, Aaron ends up, you know, just starts getting just beat, or Iron Spire gets just starts getting beat down. I mean, he's just catching it left and right. And Tombstone ends up knocking off, you know, more and more of the mask and it exposes the power's real face. And, or Iron Spider's real face, and Tombstone remembers. He's like, I know who you are. You know, and Powers, Aaron's like, how do you know that? He's like, you're the Prowler. You didn't get, I paid you, and you didn't get me my money. I've had people looking around for you, but we haven't been able to find you. You stayed well hidden, but now you're going to die. And... You know, while Peter and Peter and Miles are, you know, being held up, you know, Aaron or Iron Spider just ends up being killed off. You know, he his character dies, and it traumatizes Miles because now he sees that his uncle truly died. Just the horrors of being a vigilante, the trying to do the right thing, and Miles sees it. And Miles goes into a rage. I mean, he's coming at. Tombstone with everything he has, hitting with the Venom Blast, hitting him with everything he's got for his repertoire of abilities. And Peter's seeing that Miles is no longer playing around. Like he's going for kill shots. He's hitting him with everything he's got. And it's it's taking a giant toll on Tombstone. Peter's trying, you know, Peter's finally finished up with the other goons that were around him. And, you know, him and Miles team up. And, I mean, they ended up getting the better of Tombstone. They ended up knocking him out. And Miles goes to a kill shot. And Peter goes, what are you doing? It's like, I know you want anger. I know you want to kill this man for what he did to your uncle. I get it. You're angry and you're sad. You don't know what to feel. But for for what just happened, for killing your uncle, but you... With everything that's going on, I've been there. With great power comes great responsibility, and killing him won't bring your uncle back. He's like, I learned that. And have that moment where Peter recognizes that this is the same speech he would have had to give himself when this happened to him with his Uncle Ben. And he's talking Miles off the edge. And Miles has to think to himself, is it worth it? And this slowly starts a small divide between him and Peter. Miles ends up choosing to not do it 
Because with his uncle dead, as much as he wants this man dead, he knows that it's not going to change a thing. Right now, for his anger, his rage, everything he wants to. He's hurt this man. He's hit this man with everything he's got. But he, ha- but he knows Peter's right. Tombstones of going to jail. No, they end up, you know, taking off the costume off of Aaron, off of Aaron Cash, and you know they, they have where police come up, they EMTs, you know, they see that he's dead, and now Miles and his family they they mourn over what just happened. Peter looks at this moment as. This might be the time for Miles. You know, I'll still train him. But Miles needs to stop. I can't risk what I know I do on someone else. I can't. And that's and he goes and talks to Miles about it. And he tells Miles, he's like, I, I'm not going to put you through that. You know, your uncle dying, that's that's extremely tough. I've been there. And like I explained, and after everything he said to him, but I'm not going to let you go through. You need to mourn with your family. You need to, instead of being like me, being filled with rage and hating myself and self-loathing, I'm going to, you need to work through this with your family. Get closer with them. Do the things I never did. And work with Miles to become better than Peter. You know, while Miles is looking at this as, Peter's saying the right things and he agrees with them. He's just angry that his uncle died. And there was nothing he could have done to stop what happened. If he felt like if he was faster, if he was anything. But at the end of the day, nothing would have changed what would have happened. And we utilize the character death of Aaron Cash to better build up Miles Morales. So, we go from there. Miles is, you know, more or less... Forced to go into a similar, forced to go into retirement. Peter looks at it as this is what's best for Miles. This way, Miles can focus on school, he can focus on his family, and he can be better, more emotionally stable than a guy, than Peter would be in these situations. And it's to protect Miles and to help him out. Within this continuity, he there's been no champions yet. I'm gonna play with that in a little bit. Later on, just in case people were kind of wondering, because you're seeing where it's catching up to where Peter asked Miles to retire. Where more or less Miles now gets to live a normal teenage life. He goes off and he he gets accepted to a college for Atlanta. And he ends up going. Now this is where both, where within it, you know, the champions group within the 616 and this new uni- new fresh retcon story, they come together, and we're going to go from there. So, Miles has been accepted to college in Atlanta. His thought process is, you know, this, this might be my chance to really, you know, maybe I do have a fresh start. Maybe I don't need to be Spider-Man. And looks at it like that. But when he goes to Atlanta... You know, he notices that, just like anything else, this might be his also his chance to have a fresh start to maybe 
be a vigilante again, to be a hero. Because at the end of the day, Miles understands that he he has to do better. That he doesn't want to have somebody else go through what him and Peter went through. He doesn't want people dying or seeing family members die. You know, and play out more along that line. But Miles also can't go back on his promise of retiring himself as Spider-Man. So, within both, he's retired as Spider-Man. But what he does is he one-ups it. He goes, well, my Uncle Aaron called himself the Prowler. Why don't I bring back the Prowler costume? And bring back the Prowler, I guess, persona and redeem it in honor of my uncle. Use it as my way of, you know, getting through my emotional issues. It's been a year, almost been about a year, two years since his uncle passed. He's still trained with Peter, and he's, but he hasn't really fought any, you know, crime, anything like that. But more or less, he's had time to think about it, grow older, and be better. And now he's in a more mature state going into it. So, he's in Atlanta and decides it's time to become, to become the Prowler after he can't become Spider-Man. He needs to become his own man. Because at the same time, while he's been retired for, let's say, just two years, since now he's graduated from high school, and he's, at this point, he's noticed that Spider-Man's popularity, it's skyrocketing. People forget about Spider-Man. And people start, you know, he sees posts online, people where saying, oh, well, you know, the quote-unquote black Spider-Man, he wasn't my Spider-Man. He, he was a fake. He was this. He was that. And it eats a little bit at Miles because, you know, he's young. He's 18. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have the maturity to understand that there is people out there being trolls that are, there are also people that are just mean and hurtful in certain ways. And so Miles is taking it like that. But he also sees where everyone's giving credit to the Peter Parker Spider-Man, where it's, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, just, I guess, you know, picking at his own insecurities and making him feel like he just didn't, like he wasn't enough. Like he can't be his own man. And now with him be going like, well, I'm just going to be the new Prowler. I'm going to bring this back, allows him to be as a character a legacy character while also at the same time establishing himself and removing him from the shadow of Peter Parker's Spider-Man. And this allows for both 616 and this fresh retcon uh, continuity to go that way. So with that, you have where parents where Miles goes and he goes around, he's vigilant, he's the new prowler. You know, not nearly as violent, but he's handling business. You know, he's facing off new, against new villains, villains who want to try Atlanta, you know. He's facing off against, you know, different characters, whether it's character like Rage, who's just kind of like, I guess, kind of obscure character. I guess he's more or less like a Rusker-esque. I know I saw him as a Marvel Legends figure. I really didn't catch much of him. But kind of use obscure villains a little bit to play better into him as a character. You know, maybe use Mr. Negative. Play with a couple other characters. And let him build himself up. You know, while he's in college. 
you know, you know, at, during this time, Peter and Miles are still talking, but because they're still friends, you know, Miles still looks at Peter as a mentor, but he hasn't right, rightly told Peter that he resents him in certain aspects, you know, for for everything he, good he's done, he's also, damn, he feels like he's he's disrespected Miles in certain aspects. You know, because Miles is young, he's only 18, between 18 to 20, going on during this time, he doesn't fully understand what Peter's trying to do for him. You know, he comprehends it in a sense, but he does, but hindsight's 2020 with it. And that's kind of how I'm playing it a little bit. So we go from there with Miles, you know, fighting his rogue scout as a prowler, and you find out that Tombstone breaks out. You know, he's like, they met some some goons of Tombstone or some other guys decide to break him out. And Tombstone goes, well, I'm getting out of New York. I'm not staying here. I need someplace new, someplace fresh. And he goes down to Atlanta. And Miles, find, Miles during this time doesn't know the Tombstone's out. So you're building a subplot where Tombstone's reestablishing his, you know, I guess his control of a city but he's doing a new city he's gaining more and more control and during this miles is still facing off against his own rogues gallery but it's building up to where miles slowly starts seeing you know new low new low level thugs and stuff like that working for a group who just has tombstone who to call themselves the tombstones now miles is like there's no way this is tombstone he's still locked up there's no way this is who I think it is. Because at first he kind of he doesn't really notice it until he kind of sees that these groups calling themselves the Tombstones. That's when he get, and he looks it up and he finds out that because this one he hasn't been back to New York. Peter and his family have not told Miles any of that that Tombstone's been out, or I guess say Peter's not told Miles that Tombstone managed to escape. Because his parents, because Miles' parents don't know the Tombstone's the one that killed Aaron Cash. So, goes from there. And Miles is like, finds out. And he's like, I have to stop him. He's in my city. This is my chance to even the score. To show that I am better than Spider-Man. That this time around, Tombstone's going to be beaten. And, my, and I'm going to beat him as the Prowler. I'm not beating him as Spider-Man. I'm not beating him as anything else. I'm beating him as myself. A hero honoring my uncle. And I mean, he, he starts, you know, taking down the gang. Tombstone starts getting frustrated. You know, Tombstone's like, what am I doing? Like, who's doing this? Who's destroying my, you know, group? Now... I talked about with the Jackal being a guy that, you know, killed Miles' uncle in 616. I'm going to kind of play that a little bit on that one. I'm going to change that up where half, since, especially since there's going to be continuity error with that one, I'm going to have where Tombstone does kill his uncle. This way, it kind of keeps everything kind of going the same way, just to fix certain stuff. So, Miles, you know, as the prowl as the new Prowler, redeems the character, beats Tombstone. But Peter 
finds out that Tombstone's also down in Atlanta. He's been searching for him because he's trying to stop him before Miles finds out. They end up coming across one another down in Atlanta. Peter's, you know, at first, like, ends up finding out and sees the, you know, what's happened. He shows up kind of near the end after Miles has defeated Tombstone. And Tombstone has, you know, gone and been defeated. Miles chose not to kill him. You know, he wanted to. He wanted to show Tombstone that he's better than him. They, that he never, he'll never forgive Tombstone what he did. But that if Tombstone ever tries anything else, Miles is there to stop him. And he's not holding anything back. So it establishes that as a character of his own. Now you have where Spider-Man's there. And, you know, he's, he's like, who are you? And the guy, and Miles doesn't want to expose his voice because he's like, they call me the Prowler. And Peter's like, huh. Are you, like, are you, and it's at first kind of taken aback by it. Actually, no, not even going to have them meet. I'm going to have where Peter sees that Tombstone's been beaten. Miles uses his invisibility and stays hidden and escapes. You know, Peter ends up calling Miles and he apologizes to Miles. He's like, hey. He's like, you're about to hear on the news that the villain Tombstone has been in Atlanta. I know, you know, you're trying to be in retirement and everything like that. I should have called you earlier. I'm sorry. I've just had a lot of things going on. You know, I'm recently engaged. You know, I'm engaged to Mary Jane. And there's just a lot. You know, they've kept in contact, but their contact is slowly not as strong as it was. Their communication is not as up there as it was so you know miles you know ends up talking to him back miles you know it's like hey it's okay i get it you know you you want to try and protect me but looks as though tombstone's been beaten and spiron's like yeah whoever did that you know they did a a great job you know and peter's kind of he has a feeling because when he looked at tombstone he saw certain burn marks that looked like the Venom Blast. Even though Tombstone had a good healing factor, he could tell. And he knows that Miles is the only one that would have been able to really been to take it to Tombstone the way he did. And Peter's not stupid, but he kind of wants Miles to admit it. But Miles is not. You know, Miles is going to kind of hold off and kind of keep it to himself. And Peter's like, okay, well, hey, I just wanted to, you know, talk to you and see you. And so they meet up and they talk and everything like that. And Peter's like, hey, well, after I hang out for a weekend, Peter's like, hey, well, I'm going to head back to New York. You know, I wanted to just check in on you, see what's going on. You know, I was going to try and stop Tombstone before anything happened. I just, you know, life happened. Miles is like, hey, it's okay. And meanwhile, on the inside, he's just, he's so mad that Peter didn't tell him that he had to figure out himself, but he's not letting Peter know that, which further divides them between each other. Peter goes and decides to quote unquote leave, but he kind of decides to watch out because he's heard a little bit about this 
new vigilante called the Prowler. Or it looks like someone pretending they are the new Prowler. So, Spider-Man without Miles Morales, no, without Miles knowing, Peter still stays in Atlanta for an extra day. You know, he tells Mary Jane that he is on a scoop with the Daily Bugle. There's a science science thing that's going on. Peter's kind of got a job with with the science portion of Daily Bugle, so on and so forth, going from there. And that night, Miles, after, like the next night, Miles like, well, Peter's gone now. I can guess I can go back out and be a vigilante. And he's going through and, you know, he's cleaning up little, little thugs. All of a sudden, he runs into Spider-Man, Peter. And Peter's like, so who? So he's like, so I heard you're calling yourself the Prowler. Is that true? And Miles has to try and hide his voice and goes, he's like, yeah, they call me the Prowler. Peter's like, you need to give this up. You're, you don't? It's like, you, the name you took up isn't associated with the best of people and it can lead to further problems for you. Miles, angry, starts, you know, going like, well, how do you know that? How do you know that I'm not trying to honor somebody? And Peter kind of hears that and goes, he's like, okay. He's like, well, if you're honoring somebody, why would you go that way? Why, like, I get it, you want to honor someone, but the whole name, everything like that, it's synonymous with a hired hand, hired gun, more or less. And Miles goes, you know what? I'm not taking this. I'm trying to redeem the name. It comes out by Peter, and Peter, you know, because he's better, tra- you know, he's been still consistently training. He's still you know, coming at Miles, but Miles gets better. You know, Miles since then, you know, Peter hasn't seen Miles in two years. So, of course, they're going at it, and they're more evenly matched, and Peter's not really expecting it to be as evenly matched as it is. So, they're going at it, and Miles ends up getting the best of him, but he also exposes that he has the Venom Blast. But at this point, Miles has gone and put the Venom Blast, or the Venom energy he puts out, Around his hands, just as extra, like more or less, like blast knuckles or brass knuckles with like a stun gun piece. So he's coming at him, and Peter's, you know, still doing his best. He's dodging because he's got a better spider sense than Miles. And Miles is, you know, doing his best, and Miles ends up getting the upper hand. Peter goes, I know it's you, Miles. And, you know, ends up getting the better of the fight exchange just because he knows how. He's surprised how Miles fighting, but he knows how to, at the end of the day, take full advantage of it. And Miles is like, why'd you stay here? I thought you told me you were leaving. And Peter's like, you're not supposed to be a vigilante. We discussed this. You gave it up. I don't want you being like me or your uncle. We don't need you living this life. We're all your family. You, you have everything. Don't ruin it. And Miles is like, well, for once, I feel like I'm my own man. I've heard all these things said about, you know, me as Spider-Man. Oh, uh, you know, they didn't do this. I've seen all the accolades you've been getting. You're like, why can't I have one thing that you're not trying to take away from me? And Peter looks at that and is taken aback. And is like, thinks to himself, 
maybe he's right in a little bit of a sense. Maybe me not letting him be Spider-Man, maybe me trying to take this away from him isn't the best thing. And Peter has to kind of deal with that and weighs it in in regards to really what he wants and what to try and figure out. And Peter just goes, you know what, I'm sorry. I know what you're trying to do. And if you really want to be a vigilante, you want to be a hero, I'm not going to stop you. Honestly, what you've been doing as Prowler, everything I've heard, everything I've seen in articles, you've been doing the right things. And I shouldn't stand in your way. And it just infuriates Miles Moore is like, why are you always trying to be the white knight? Why are you always trying to be better? And Miles just starts going off, start trying to help Peter off. And Peter's like, no, I'm not trying to be that. You know, I'm trying to say, I get it. You know, like, I understand. Miles like, you don't. Me and you might have both lost our uncles, but at the end of the day, I'm not like you. I'm trying to honor mine and trying to redeem a name that he started. Well, you, you're trying to constantly make up for the fact that you failed to protect and save yours. I may have failed to protect and save mine, but at least I'm trying to redeem his name. This way I can make it my own. You, you constantly live in self-pity and fear. And that just stings Peter. And Peter goes, I think it's time I leave. And he goes back. And they, they don't speak for a while. You know, Miles, you know, continues going through with his, you know, battling his vigilantes, everything like that. And ends up graduating college. During that time, you know, Miles' family's moved down to Atlanta. Peter has, you know, gotten married. Now he has a child on the way. And Miles decides that maybe it's time, you know, he's, maybe what he said two years ago was too harsh. Maybe it wasn't right. And he decides to go visit Peter. And during this time, you know, Peter's all, he's hearing about, you know, Green Goblin's back. You know, Peter's running across villains and Miles decides maybe he should sit, help him out. So Miles shows up and starts helping him change the tide. You know, Peter has one last battle out with the Green Goblin. And... Peter and Miles, you know, they end up, Peter ends up beating the Green Goblin, but it just, it takes a lot out of him. Miles definitely helps him out, and Miles definitely, though, together, they overcome him. They overcome the Green Goblin, and they permanently stop him. You know, I'm just going to say Norman Osborn, I don't know how I want to kind of have him die off. Maybe I could have where his death happened because of the whole you know, glider through the chest, kind of classic throwback. That would probably work or something like that. But definitely kind of have that playing out in regards to it. Whew. Yeah, this is a long one. And go from there with the sense of what is, you know, them rekindling their friendship. You know, him and Miles have a conversation. And Peter's like, I can't be Spider-Man forever anymore. He's like, I got a family, I have a fiance. Like, he's like, I have a family and I have a wife. He's like, this is, you know, I 
I finally beat, you know, my villain. Maybe it's time I retire. And he talks to Miles, and he's like, honestly, you were always meant to be Spider-Man. You were always meant to be, you were never in my shadow. You were meant to be someone I could take over to show and be better than I was. And he, and he's like, I've, you know, I've got a great job. You know, I can get you a job with Alchemax or whatever company. I don't know where I want to appear at. But he's like, I want to change, help you out. Because both of them have science degrees. And Miles goes, I would like that. And they rekindled their friendship. And how I'm going to end this whole thing is Peter Parker and Mary Jane and their child. They Peter Parker officially retires as Spider-Man. Or he goes into semi-retirement. He's no longer full-blown Spider-Man. The My whole story, at least up to this point, ends with Miles Morales bringing back the Ultimate Spider-Man costume and becomes the new Spider-Man. Or becomes the new one and only Spider-Man. Peter Parker gets his chance to retire. Miles has shown that he can... That no longer should his ego be held back. That he's no longer in the shadow of his uncle was the Prowler. He's redeemed the Prowler's name. But he's also gone. And he finally got the admiration and respect. That he deserved of his parents of Spider-Man. His hero. And now he's Spider-Man. And now that's you know where I'm going to kind of leave it off. I figured that's a nice way to kind of do it. Peter retires. Miles is a new Spider-Man. And gives everybody kind of a happy ending. If you guys want me to do another one. Like kind of continuation of this. I will. But definitely. If you guys do like this. Tell me whatever. Whether if you have my number. Or email. Or Facebook. Or Twitter. Whatever. Go for it. But uh, yeah. I definitely enjoyed this. I know it's a long one. Hopefully you guys were able to make it to the end. Hopefully I didn't kind of confuse certain parts of it for you. But uh, yeah, hopefully you guys really enjoyed this. And uh, hopefully I was able to fix certain continuity errors for you guys. Give you guys a chance to uh, finally get a great Miles Morales story. Fix issues. Give him a chance to be his own man. And feel satisfied with the character. So with that being said... uh. Thank you guys for listening and uh, have a great night. Later.